Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. Recording this on Thursday, July 20th. The news still fresh of TJ Dudley into the portal after being kicked out of Clemson's football program. Paul Strilo and I have spent the morning analyzing that, what it means, getting into as much as we can about what happened. Uh, That's coming up in our second item about midday today. So we are full on into 2023 football coverage at TigerRealEstrade.com. Check it out. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, You can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, lots of good FaceTime earlier this week with all of Clemson's assistant coaches and Debo Sweeney. So we figured we'd provide you with the uncut audio of some of these. Today, we'll go with Wes Goodwin, the defensive coordinator, and of course, Garrett Riley the new OC in town. Here we go. Enjoy. Good morning. Hope you guys all had a great summer. It's, it's been a great summer here in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, we're all looking forward to getting this thing kicked off. We'll start wherever you guys want. Coach, what were some of your biggest takeaways from the spring? Yeah, uh, really proud of uh, how hard uh, our guys obviously worked and uh, just uh, excited about the experience, the leadership, the maturity. Um, I think all three levels of our defense um, has has really great leadership, um, really solid veteran experience. And uh, that's the thing that I I really noticed, um, guys pouring into younger guys, showing them the ropes, and just uh, uh, a lot more maturity and leadership this spring. I think you just missed um, Christian Wilkins' freshman year, 2015. But is Peter Woods getting you know some very similar comparisons, just like in, with his intangibles and you know, leadership qualities and readiness to play right away? Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, he 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 came in. Uh, I mean, his strength numbers are unreal. Just uh, the power, the explosiveness, but most importantly, just. A great young man just really fits our culture here and what we're about, and uh, really excited to see him this this uh, fall. You spoke about the maturity of the team. Is there anything um, you can speak on, just like the wellness of your coaching staff and team going into the season, just revamping over the summer? Yeah, you know. Um, we got obviously just starting up front. You know, a lot of guys coming back that could could be at the next level. You know, from Tyler and Rook uh, inside, those guys are are solid. Um, they bring it every day. They're pros, so they they really set the example of, of what it looks like and what it takes to be successful at a high level. And then on the edge, you know, XT and Maskell coming back. You know, I, I feel like they're both in, in different spots than they have been in the past. Just they're they're growing up and maturing, and and uh, have have really had a great off season. And then, 
you know, my room with Barrett and Trotter, they set the tone. Um, they're all about their business every day, and they're really fun to coach. And, you know, and then go back to the back end, Sheridan and uh, Jalen Phillips, you know, they could have been gone as well. And, and just the veteran presences that they have in those rooms, uh, along along with uh, numerous other guys, you know, that that aren't seniors necessarily, but, but bring a lot of wealth and experience and leadership as well. What's your evaluation of Cuba? Has he given, has he shown what y'all wanted to see this offseason as a whole? And, and sort of yeah. The way y'all yeah, definitely. Really, really excited to, uh, uh, with where he's at. Um, you know, really matured, has, has grown up, gotten healthy, first and foremost. You know, I feel like he was broken down last year and really sacrificed his, his, his self. Uh, last year for for the greater good of the team but um he he had a tremendous spring uh he's added weight and mass strength and just overall knowledge of the scheme and ability to play multiple positions and has really had a solid offseason first full season as defensive coordinator what were some of the things you learned about yourself and from yourself scouting in the offseason yeah you know you look back and and uh evaluate everything you know um this position to grind you up from numerous different ways you know just from from being a husband and father at home you know dealing with all the stresses that come with being in this position but and then just looking back you know i've grown as a teacher you know um um, teaching our scheme and relating to the players and and, um, what it takes every day to prepare my guys to to perform at a high level and then just overall defensively you know um, just adjustment wise how to handle things in game you know what a typical game week looks like for me I'm very comfortable in that process now and and just um, from a practice standpoint how to drill fundamental football you know I've grown tremendously in that aspect as well so I'm I'm super excited for year two feel really confident um, in where I'm at personally. Was there a steep learning curve when, it, when you talk about in-game adjustments and you know going on the fly? Was, was there was it a gradual thing, or you know, was there a point at which you felt like you know now the light bulb was kind of on for Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like even the Iowa State game, my first game, you know, I felt like I had a good grasp. But it's a lot different being a guy that makes suggestions versus the guy that has to make the decisions and go with it, and just having that confidence, you know, in your ability to make the right decisions, but then also have the confidence to look into your players and make those adjustments on the sideline and instill that confidence in them. Wes, you mentioned uh, teaching, and I, I was formerly a high school teacher, and I learned I had to learn how to motivate different kids in the class. Um, can you speak to those challenges as a teacher in terms of the buttons for one player might not be the same for another? How do you manage that? Yeah, most definitely. I think first and foremost, you have to know your players. And, uh, you know, and that goes above and beyond just in, in the, the meeting rooms. You know, you got to get to know their personalities and how they learn. Are they visual learners? Do they learn by do, doing it in practice, the reps, the, the walkthroughs, the, the individual, the, the, the practice reps against the offense? So I think first and foremost, you just have to know your players and then um, figure out a way um, to get them to learn and, and process that information. It's a lot coming at them in a short amount of time, you know, from getting the call, knowing the down and distance, the field position, what the offense's personnel is, then uh, taking a look at the formation, you know, and then obviously motions and, and adjustments and, and making the right checks or whatever. Um, so it's a lot to process, but just helping them manage that and then helping them also manage the stress and just having the confidence to, to, to have the knowledge to, to do all of that. And it, it, it's a process, you know, and, uh, but I, I'm a big believer in you have to know your personnel. Wes, you talked about Trotter and Carter a little bit, but they've been known as like kind of a duo, the, the heart of this defense. What makes them so special as a pair? Yeah, they're, they're both unbelievable young men, just really high character. Um, they both come in every day with the right mindset of, of getting better and, and uh, you know, great families, both of them. Um, they do everything the right way. Um, 
in the classroom in this building. They put in extra time, uh, and and then obviously their athleticism and, and athletic ability speaks for itself. You know, just the ability to process things fast, their football knowledge. Um, obviously, they're athletic, super instinctual. I mean, you could sit here and talk for hours on those two guys, and, and uh, I, I'm thankful I get to coach them every day. Those guys are going to get all the preseason accolades, but what about Waverwood as he had a, an auspicious debut last season? Yeah. Uh, is he a name people will learn pretty quick this year? I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, Wade's had a tremendous offseason, really added weight, um, changing his body daily, and just – He's in that same category, you know, great family, um, really smart, loves it. He's a grinder. He, he works at it, extremely knowledgeable. Um, his skill set, he can do a lot of things. He, he's long, athletic, can run, um, physical, and just a, uh, a tough kid. And I'm excited to see him this, this fall as well. Wes, what's your level of concern as far as the defensive end from an experience standpoint for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously getting the XT and Maskell back helps tremendously from that standpoint, and I feel like they're in really good spots. But after that, you know, it's kind of unproven, um, uh, like a lot of positions last year, but it's just something that you always have to deal with in the game of football, whether you're at this level, the NFL level, high school, whatever, you're always going to have some transition in spots. But um, I'm excited to see, you know, Kay get his opportunity um, Zaire, you know, needs to continue to grow as well. And obviously getting those freshmen in, TJ, you know, him coming in the spring obviously helps him. But I think AJ and uh, David um, uh, will have a good camp and excited to see where they're, they're at from a knowledge standpoint and, and technique-wise. But um, I, I feel confident in XD and Maskell and excited about those other guys to get their opportunity. Is there somebody that maybe is done in the spring or maybe here in the summer you've heard that's kind of maybe we're not thinking about that could surprise? I mean, obviously, and then after those guys, then you got Ormond, Mason, and Jaheim Lawson. They, they continue to, to grow in the weight room, uh, continue to grow their knowledge standpoint, and, uh, you know, we'll see where they're at we'll get started in August. Wes, what did you like about what your defense did last year? What are some things you said, well, you know what, we can do a little bit better coming into 2023? Yeah, you know, um, they gave it everything every day. You know, it was a huge, huge roller coaster last year from emotions and, and just challenges, injuries, guys playing banged up. You know, really proud of the, the way that they showed grit, determination, and, and hey, uh, we're going to lay it on the line every day. And, uh, you know, a lot of challenges from injuries, um, dealing with stuff off the field. Um, obviously, me being a first-year coordinator, um, inexperienced in the back seven, um, but really proud of the way that those guys uh, really, really fought and uh, gave it everything they got. Do you think that, that they can build on that effort last year to kind of even take it to a different level? Most definitely. Everybody has a chip on their shoulder, you know, um, and, and really uh, this offseason have, have been showing that every day. You can point to the biggest difference between going into this season and last season. I guess it had to be the secondary, the, the no-brainer, right? Yeah, most definitely. You look at a guy like Nate Wiggins and, and his struggles early last season, and, and now he's, you know, yeah, definitely. That was cool to see, you know, go from Wake Forest to that game and just it was an upward trend and, and really cool to see. Wes, when you have so many versatile guys at all three levels, how do you balance the benefits of that moving them around with making things simple enough to let them just sort of play fast and execute? Yeah, definitely. When you have guys that you can move around, obviously that helps from an injury standpoint because – you know, long season, obviously, guys are going to be in and out of the lineup, so you have to move pieces around. But then but, but then you also – there's a, uh, a fine line where you can't move guys around enough that they don't really get good at one position. So we'll hopefully find out early what our best combination of guys are back there. You know, and then obviously you move guys around and, and work them in different spots just to get them um, confidence in, in those different positions and stuff. 
but um, I think it's important that that you create continuity, create chemistry, you know, create confidence in guys playing side by side, and 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 not create a, a, a bunch of, of different variables from that standpoint. If that answered. Coming out of the spring, you talked about turnovers being an emphasis. Why was that something back in the last season? Yeah, I mean, uh, just I, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly where we finished turnover margin wise, but turnovers win games, wins championships. Uh, you know, um, creates big momentum, creates big plays in games. Um, you never know when they're going to happen, but but they they make a huge huge difference. And you get what you emphasize. And I feel like this spring we, we really emphasized creating turnovers, you know, a lot of different things, but that, that was one major emphasis. Hey, if we can steal a possession, you know, and set our offense up for success, you know, that, that's huge and uh, in the grand scheme of things. So ju- just another, another thing to emphasize. Just the mentality or the things you can actually practice to get more It's both. You know, you can you uh, can grade guys. Hey, taking shots on balls. You know, whether it's a, a, a offensive guy running down the field and you see defenders trying to punch and strip the ball. You know, it, it just becomes muscle memory and habit, and and just a different way to, to teach and emphasize. Where do you see Barnes and Lewis fitting in? Some positions that are pretty pretty deep yeah definitely you know I I think they have a chance to challenge for opportunity Um, Khalil uh, came in uh, well I would say well beyond his years a little bit should have been going to the prom in the spring but he's out here intercepting passes in the spring game Um, so really cool to see where he's at just always has a smile on his face just a a great kid who who really fits us Um, Credit to his high school co- coaches. You know, he, he came in, uh, had a great knowledge standpoint. Um, technique has been superb for a young guy, and just excited to see him challenge for opportunity. You know, whether that's playing 25 plays on special teams or getting in the rotation at nickel, safety, whatever it is. You know, um, I think he's got a chance to challenge for those opportunities. And then same thing with Shelton, super competitive kid, um, all about his business, shows up with the right mindset, you know, and, and just fighting for opportunity like everyone else. And uh, we'll see how it all shakes out, out in August. But those two definitely have, a, have an opportunity to challenge. Can you talk about the self-evaluation process that you went through? What does that actually look like to you yeah, a lot of different things. You know, I got a circle of, of friends that are coordinators at different spots that I, that I rely on. I talk to maybe once or twice a week or, or whatever, just bounce ideas or, um, you know, how, how can I get better in this area? And then obviously watching a ton of film, you know, even now, I'll go back and throw on games from last year and just uh, watch the flow of the game and the adjustments and that sort of thing. And then just obviously being out on the road recruiting, get a, get a lot of time to yourself, whether that's driving in a car or uh, a late night at a hotel or whatever, just a lot of time you know, to yourself to think about different things and, and write down, you know, I keep a journal on, on my iPad basically and, and just write down things how I would have did things different or maybe hey I, I like how this this is or whatever I wouldn't change this at all but just a lot of different ways to self-reflect and grow. Did this time last year did you have a proper grasp of that idea you were talking about or the fact that you were talking about you can only learn some of these things through doing it Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had no idea. Like oh, something, yeah, like until you're thrown in the fire, you don't necessarily know. Um, so it's definitely a learning experience every day. In terms of you now have two springs in your belt and a season, like what are the things that do happen now that didn't quite know that kind of perform in terms of how you're going to shape the defense? 
Yeah, I guess just looking at things from a big picture perspective, you know, of whether it's drilling fundamental football, just emphasizing certain things like the turnovers, um, how to, you know, just just the confidence that it takes to get up in front of the guys every day. You know, even dealing with you guys, I feel like going back, I've grown tremendously in in that area. And uh, so... I'm excited about year two. Wes, uh, we constantly hear coaches talk about having to re-recruit their roster in the transfer board and NIL era. Can you speak to just how your day-to-day has changed in this, the new era of college football? Um, maybe it's changed a little bit, but I feel like just by being myself, and just the reason why I got into coaching was to build great men through the game of football. And, you know, I feel like if you do that every day and you are who you are and you're transparent and um, pour into guys, then I, I think that, that sells itself sort of deal. Obviously, Clemson, we're, we're a great place. We have unlimited or really good resources to take care of guys from that standpoint. But... Um, People don't stay at places as long as I, this would be my 12th year at Clemson, Coach Sweeney, 20 something years here as well. You know, you don't stay at a place and uh, for that amount of time and be full of, full of crap. You know, you are, people know who you are. And, uh, you know, I, I think just being who we are every day, guys want to come back. You know, Tyler Davis's roots, uh, XT Maskell, Sheridan Jones, JP, you know, those guys want to come back because, um, because of the culture that Coach Sweeney has uh, created here. So talking about the transfer portal, Coach Sweeney's brought in two transfers in, in all his time, both, you know, back up third string quarterbacks. Um, is that something that y'all talk about with recruits? I mean, that, that's so rare. I mean, most schools are bringing in 20 or more guys from the transfer portal every year. Uh, is, is that a selling point that, you know, come here, we're not going to go outside to, you know, find a guy to replace him? Most definitely. You know, I mean, that's, that's a huge selling point because, uh, you know, I would say typically, you know, most guys make, make the jump in their third year of football, even seeing at the NFL level, you know, rookies coming in usually takes about two to three years you know just catching up the speed of the game and so forth and so on but um, it goes back to we've never signed a junior college player here either you know um, if you come in put in the time put in the work you know and uh, once the guys um, once you get your opportunity or whatever um, coach is really committed to those guys versus bringing guys in and two when you have guys in and out of your locker room you can't maintain a culture Um, you know um, if guys are here for six months and leaving you know um, it's a really really bad vibe in your locker room and uh, thankfully you know coach has been here and and we've, we've We've been established for a long time, so we don't have to, to deal with some of the things that, that new staffs are dealing with or, or, or even others. And uh, it, it's really cool to see guys come in and really put in the work and, and time. And then once they get their opportunity to see them maximize it. When you're done, when you're sort of diagnosing our past defense last year, what's at the top of your list of yeah I think it was a multitude of things I think um, you know whether uh, uh, just get guys playing the playing technique wrong um, maybe it was uh, the call um, there wasn't a huge amount of middle air bust for touchdowns. Uh, I feel like guys were, were in the right position. Maybe they played the technique wrong, lost their lost leverage a lot of times, whether a guy is supposed to be inside leverage on a route and he lets the receiver stem inside, cross his face, and beat him. Um, so, so lost leverages as well. And then I feel like last year we – 
we played some really talented quarterbacks and, and receivers as well. So for a couple times, maybe maybe some sometimes you just tip your hat to them as well. Um, but applying the technique and, and maintaining leverages were a bit big part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think we left a lot out out there from that standpoint. Um, you know, we, we finished up there in sacks and tackles for loss again. Um, but I, I can think of times where we missed a sack and let a guy get out, and maybe it didn't affect anything. Maybe it was a throwaway or whatever, but um, we, we need to de- definitely convert more on some of our opportunities. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think early on, hopefully we can identify our best best 11 and, and get those guys comfortable in that spot, whether that's him at nickel or him at strong safety. Um, but he, he'll definitely have the opportunity at one of those two spots. Because when James Kelsey was here, a lot of people talked about it. He was like the extension of the problem. How much do you feel like Jeremiah has reached the level of his or extension in terms of his knowledge of his yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like he he understands what's going on in front of him and behind him, which which is uh, what all great linebackers do. You know, they understand the big picture, how everything fits together, and uh, he could go in there and he can draw up what all eleven guys have to do, all the adjustments. You know, he he's a he's a thinker, um, very inquisitive in meetings and wants to understand, and he definitely sees things how I see them. Yeah, um, I mean he's up there, you know. I, I that's probably one area, you know. I've, I've challenged him, you know. He, t- uh, you know, both him and Barrett. Hey, be vocal leaders because guys really respect you in the locker room, and they and you have their ear. And uh, but um, we. we like I said earlier, you know, Tyler Davis, Rook, um, those guys, JP, Sheridan Jones, uh, throw, my, throw those two guys in there, even, and uh, numerous other guys are, uh, as well. So, how you assess the Russian defense overall last year and what was some stuff you want to do? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, we were up there for a while, but, um, you know, I think we finished like top 15 or whatever definitely an area where we we can get better at um, so really challenge those guys um, up front you know I, I think uh, some some injuries hurt us at times you know a little bit of, of, of guys in and out of the, the lineup um, but we need to clean up our technique our directional steps with our movements and pressures hey, call a pressure versus a run don't it's a one-gap movement. Don't go two gaps and, and create issues from that standpoint. And then also from, from the second level, just the backers being more comfortable and fitting gaps and uh, run fit-wise. You know, um, that that's a big learning curve for, for younger linebackers um, with all the different coverages and all the variables that the offense presents. You know, motions and then swappers, a lot of eye candy in today's world. And... Uh, um, Trotter's grown in that area. Barrett gets better every day. You know, Wade has a really good understanding of all those guys. So really excited to see see, see uh, how we do in that area as well. Do you have an assessment of Quinn, Page, Capehart, Trey Williams? I mean, there's a lot of talk about those front-line guys. Yeah. I'm just curious about what you see for them, sort of their upside this year. Yeah, definitely. They're going to have a lot of opportunities to provide good depth up front. Um, really, really pleased from where they all were coming out of spring. Um, excited to see them get their opportunity as well. You know, those front-line front guys can't play, play the whole game up front. You know, you, you need to be rolling guys in, keeping guys fresh. And, uh, but, 
Capehart, um, you know, super strong, um, continues to grow his knowledge base every day, um, works really hard at it. Pey- Peyton, you know, changed his body from the time he got here, just has really grown from a, a technique and, and knowledge standpoint as well. You guys have done this in the past in terms of playing three defensive tackles on the field at the same time. I mean, how open are you to playing that more if it gets the best defensive line on the field just because of the depth you have? Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to play our best 11 and what gives us the best combination to be successful. And, uh, you know, I, I feel feel confident we're in a good spot in the defensive end room. But, hey, if we need to go big, and whether it's a, a Notre Dame or Boston College playing 12 and 13 personnel and you need to get bigger guys out there, we're, we're definitely open to that. Um, you know, we're always going to be want to be a 4-3 team. Four two five off of it when we go nickel versus uh, eleven personnel and sub packages, but um, whatever the best combination is to give us the opportunity to be successful, that's what we'll be about. A few minutes ago, you mentioned you didn't know certain things that you were thrown into the fire. What were some good things that you learned by being in the fire? Yeah, just how much time it takes to to recruit at a high level or or. Uh, how much time do I need to devote to, to game planning, um, how to manage a staff, um, you know, just getting up in front of the defense every day, you know, coaching linebackers, um, you know, organizing practice from that standpoint, hey, going from a guy that helps to being the guy in charge. Um, just a lot of different areas. I mean, you grow, grow uh grow your character, you know, how to deal with all the stresses, how to, to tune out all the noise and, and focus on the task at hand. Just, uh, I mean, you, you can sit up here and talk for, for 20 or 30 minutes on that, but um, yeah, it definitely grinds you up for sure. Take one more. XT, what do you want to see from him? I mean, I know that he's put in a good offseason, but what does he have to show sort of in August? Yeah, hopefully just um, consistency, just hopefully he can stay healthy. You know, obviously that's, that's plagued him in the past and just want to see him ha- have consistency every day from that standpoint. Um, he lo- he looks really good. Um, had a great, you know, he loves the weight room and, and that sort of thing. But the biggest thing is just him being able to stay healthy and be there every day. Thank you very much. Cool. Thank y'all. If you're in the Columbia or Sumter or PD areas and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. Absolutely thrilled to have Willie Taco joining the Dubcast as a sponsor. The company that also owns the great freight yard and flock shop in Spartanburg is run by Clemson People, and they have five locations for Willie Taco and its splendid brand of fresh fusion. Quick testimonial here. Recently took a party of 10 to the Easley location of Willie Taco. First time there for everybody in the group. Everything, the service, the cocktails, the food was just exceptional. Folks, this does not happen by accident. They do an amazing job across the board. The Easley location of Willie Taco is planning an event with PJ Hall, so stay tuned for that. Easley address 5051 Calhoun Memorial Highway. The website is willytaco.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre 
Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-3507. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Its office is located beside the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Well, Garrett, how's your off-season been so far, and what are your, what's your anticipation for when things get going for real in a couple of weeks? I'm anxious to see the rest of our guys. You know, we had a lot of guys come in in the summer and had some guys missing in spring football. So we got a quite, quite a few guys that I haven't necessarily seen before perform or practice or anything like that. So I'm excited to see everybody and just kind of see how we've progressed since spring football. Um, you know, I know we've got a lot of confidence going with kind of our group right now with how things are going in the summer and player-led practices that they're kind of doing on their own have been going really well for us so just excited to get back out there with them. Has Cade been doing well in leading some of these player-led sessions and been enthusiastic about what he learned in the spring and taking it into the fall? Yeah I mean I've kind of been through this before in terms of bringing in an offense and kind of transitioning um, some teams and so it's cool this point in time to really see how the buy-in is just taking another step with our guys and just some of that confidence within them of, of running this and where things are becoming muscle memory and they're not having to think as much and so this is kind of a fun time to really see how they've accelerated mentally probably more than anything um, compared to when they first learned this but he's been doing a great job we've got good leadership really on our whole team you know but I think offensively we've got you know a kind of a cast of, of leaders that have done a great job this summer. With all the wide receivers that were out for the spring, getting them back to the hall, how are you expecting to kind of get them up to speed, learning and repping this offense? Just do what we do. I mean, we, we practice it. We do the same stuff over and over again. It's all about repetitions with how we go about our business offensively. And, you know, those guys have done a lot of work this summer to kind of catch up, you know, with what they could missing spring football but I mean that's that's what we do anyways and these guys are going to get a lot a lot of repetitions um, here very soon. Gary you talked about this as kind of a can't miss opportunity I guess you've been here in Clemson for a while now but do you feel you know why you took on this opportunity? Yeah I mean everything's been great I mean, it really has um, you know we got players that we're excited about players that have played together a lot you know we've got a, a great deal of continuity um you know, really on our whole team. And so that's exciting. And then the staff has been unbelievable. The buy-in has been great from a staff perspective. And so, yeah, I mean, everything you kind of thought it would be, it's been. And so that's been, uh, you know, been awesome for me to actually experience. Coach, obviously you had a great running back tandem in Shipley and Mafa, but with what you saw in the spring from Thomas and Keith Adams, are you pretty excited about the depth that you have in that position? I am. You know, I think those guys, you know, obviously Phil and, and Will are – or forces to be reckoned with, um, you know, and I think they're going to take a huge step from what, what we did this spring. I mean, they should and they will. Um, yeah, but then the, the rest of the guys, I think, are going to bring a lot of depth to us. And then we brought two two new guys in this summer that, uh, you know, may give us a little different kind of spark at times or some different skill set that I think is going to make, you know, that room a really well-rounded room, um, which is very important for us and what we do. Yeah, there's always things you know you need to get better at and identify. Again, I think the biggest thing for us is is seeing pretty quickly in fall camp with everybody that we have back practicing, you know, if who our best guys are. You know, what can they handle? What can they get really good at? That's the things that we got to identify, you know, fairly quickly in fall camp. Yeah, I know he's gotten faster. I mean, the guys physically, he's uh, he's in a better place than what he's been at. Um, you know, that, that guy's sky's the limit for him. I mean, he was really, really good for us, really productive this spring. I thought he was consistent the whole way through. But I think physically and probably his confidence level is, is growing. Um, and he's a confident kid anyway. I mean, the guy's made 
you know, a lot of plays here already, but he's going to continue to make a lot more for us. Um, but I think physically he's really starting to buy in to, to the importance of that for him and his position. Garrett, a guy like Bo Collins who started out strong his sophomore year, but the injury with the shoulder, how has he recovered from that? And where have you seen him grow this summer and spring? Bo physically looks great. I mean, he's he's in a really good place physically. I know guys are excited about what he's been doing, throwing sessions and different things this summer. But Bo's a, you know, from my interaction this spring and just seeing him this summer, Bo's a sharp guy. So I think mentally he's going to really kind of just hit the ground running, so to speak. So I'm, I'm really excited to see, see Bo out there. Gary, you talked about how you were done this before you transitioned offenses before this is a championship team that you're joining right how much of a transition has it been have there been a lot of different things that you've had to say okay well we need to do this a little bit different than what we were doing um i mean there yeah there's differences and kind of like what we talked about in the spring i mean terminology how you teach some things maybe minimizing what you're doing and just kind of honing it in a little bit more. I mean, just those are kind of philosophical things, probably more than anything in a mentality. But, yeah, I mean, you got to tweak things and and make it your own. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we're trying to do right now. Coach Davis Allen's gone now. Jake Brings was ready to be the guy. Is, is he about, can he be about as special tight end as, as you've coached? He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's unique. He's... Uh, Obviously, he's long, he's very rangy, he's athletic, he can really run. And, um, you know, one of those guys that you expect to make contested catches, you know, with his size and, and his position. But, yeah, I think he's I think he's really settled in um, this summer and, and um, kind of knows what to expect now with, with our offense. Um, but Jake's got a great skill set, there's no doubt about it. And so uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do this, this fall. Behind him, you got St. Jenis. Yeah, I mean they they need to, you know, and they're going to get pushed this fall. Um, you know, you got two two new tight ends that walked in the building this summer. Some young guys that physically look really really good, um, impressive looking dudes. Um, you know, so those second, third, fourth kind of tight ends right now. I mean, it's really going to be a battle and. Um, you know, that's gonna that's really gonna help shape that room, I think. So it's gonna be great competition, you know, here in the next month. Looking back on Cade's two starts against UNC and Tennessee, I guess what were your takeaways in reviewing that film again by yourself, kind of evaluating Yeah, I mean, probably he's not scared of the moment, you know, and I already kinda of probably knew that about him. Um, but the kid's a competitor, there's no no question. Ultra competitive. Moment's not going to be too big for him, you know. I just think that's kind of in his DNA, and so you saw some great things that he did, and you know, also got to see some things where there's going to be some, I want to say, growing pains, but just some learning that's going to happen that comes with experience, and that's just the nature of the beast at that position. Here, can you speak to uh, how you can help this offense take the next step, like some of the things you've seen and some of your goals for this offense in terms of getting up to the next level? How do they take that next step? Um, I think our whole approach is just, you know, you've got to be physical. I mean, that we're not going to lose that. We're going to be a physical team. But I just think the consistency in what we do, you know, and it doesn't have to be really complicated. Um, you know, we expect to have great players here at Clemson. And I think it's exciting just to be simple and be in attack mode and just let our guys really play and be free. I mean, that's, that's kind of our whole approach with them and just – our players taking on that mentality. So, you know, that, that's really what we're emphasizing to our guys right now. Man, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are they're fun kids, first of all. You know, I mean, they've all got great personalities and they want to be here. Clemson's important to them, so you can just kind of feel that from those guys, I think. Um, I mean, you can feel it from everybody, but you kind of have this little different feel from them, you know, but those guys have been great. It's great to have them on our team and, and to, uh, you know, to help us kind of on the recruiting trail, too, you know, of guys that were really on locally that see them coming to Clemson. That's obviously helped, so they've been a, they've been a big part of what we're doing right now. With a guy like Jake Brinkstool, who's looking to be the feature 
tight end of his offense. What do you envision his role to be coming fall? I mean, he's he's got to be a he's got to be a difference maker for us. You know, I mean, obviously you want him to be the big tight end that can make possession catches and be a force in the red zone and and be a matchup problem. You know, but he's going to be asked to do things and in, in the running game where he's got to give us a spark there and give us some value and and uh, in our running attack. So. Those guys are asked to do a lot in our offense. I mean, the quarterback and the tight ends, those are the two positions that probably have to learn the most with what we do. And that's probably the case for most offenses, but certainly in ours. So he's going to have a lot on his plate. You're only in the Big 12 for a year at TCU, and fair or unfair, they, they, you know, they kind of have that reputation of not, not being a defensive league. Um, just curious what your opinions are of the ACC, the defenses in this league, and is it a different kind of challenge? Um... You know, I just think probably schematically some things are probably a little bit different just in general from conference to conference. But I mean, there's some damn good defenses in the Big 12. I mean, I, I don't know if I buy into that whole misconception. Um, and there's there's some really good defenses, obviously, in this league. And with where we're at geographically, you know you're always going to face probably D linemen that are, that are some freaks. And uh, there are some real players. So, yeah, I mean, this is a part of the world where, you know, defense is key. There's no doubt about it. Um, kind of same thing, a little bit, I guess. My answer, just trying to be consistent in our approach as coaches, what we're trying to relay to them, um, giving our kids freedom and giving them ownership. I think that's key. I mean, I was watching the uh, quarterback show with Mahomes on Netflix right now, and the Chiefs are giving the, uh, you know, Coach Reed's giving them a period in practice just to come up with whatever play they want to do as players, and so. You know, I think that's a little bit of kind of what we got going on here in terms of just giving your players ownership and so they can buy in even more, I think, is uh, is always kind of critical, especially in year one of kind of a new offense or new transition there. Cade in the Orange Bowl, Cade did a lot of running backwards. I, I know he was under the gun a lot because of your pass rush. You can get away with that in high school. I'm talking about this level. you invest that with him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, he, he knows where he's got to get better and, and uh, you know, You've got to you got to do it in real time. You know you can sit there and we can all go up there and watch tape and sit there in the air conditioner for 45 minutes and talk about what he needs to get better at. So he knows it's just creating that muscle memory and and uh, you know just gaining that experience in order to do that. Gary, you're the new guy on staff coming off a championship game up here. It's, you feel pressure in this role to deliver? Um, I just think I do every year probably, you know. I just think you always put more pressure on yourself than anybody else is going to. So I just think that's the nature of what we do and and that's kind of those those positions you want to be in, right? Um, but I wouldn't say any more than I probably have any other year. Okay, um, I can't hear everybody. Sorry, my talk's so loud. That's all right. Um, Lucky to be around a lot of great people, you know, early in my career and how I was brought up in my hometown with my parents and coaches that I had at a young age. I mean, that's definitely a part of it. Um, and then Coach Leach and just kind of my background and into coaching. Um, and then I just think at the end of the day, just belief in myself and belief in what we do, you know, and knowing that even through some thick and thin or some good times and bad times that what we do is enough and I think if we have the buy-in and we find ways to you know find ways to adjust when we need to but just knowing that even when things get tough if you stay the course we're going to be okay you know and I just think a total belief in that is probably where a lot of it comes from. Yeah, I mean, 
last year transition over here I mean just all of it is such a complete whirlwind you know when you have a long season like like we did last year and you come right into this I mean you get zero break and so that's a long you know for for me personally it's been a long two years changed jobs from SMU went to TCU TCU to here and so just for me and my family it's been a long two years from that standpoint and it's been unbelievable <laughs> it's been it's been hectic um but to answer your question, I would say probably once we actually got into spring football, you know, just once you actually get on the field and you're practicing, you're with your guys, you're with your coaches out there figuring it out, you know, that's probably when I guess it kind of settled in maybe um, was probably that point in time. Spring games, one thing, how much have you been practicing running down the hill getting ready to do it? I'm glad I did it at the spring game. I needed a, a rehearsal, that's for sure. Um, yeah, the little simulation in the in the lobby over there it doesn't do it justice that's for sure but that was pretty cool you know I always kind of heard about that tradition obviously I've seen it on TV and uh, thinking it wasn't going to be that big of a deal for a spring game and all that and then we did and I was like alright that's pretty cool um, yeah need, need some more practice probably <laughs> I've been doing the Peloton so I've been trying to get my legs ready Shipley just as a player three positions for his person to do that just your evaluation of him and, and how he fits in for what you want. of will of will yep. yeah he's uh dude's a special player you know he's versatile he's tough he can do things outside the tackles he can do things in space and obviously he's a guy that he's fearless enough to shove it up in there in between the tackles so he's a he's a unique skill set uh his mentality's awesome you know he's going to be a guy that thinks going to be asked to do you know, quite a few different things within our offense. So that's fun to kind of see what he can handle. And whatever he can handle, we're probably going to keep throwing it uh, that way at him. Um, but we got to be smart not overload him, too. So that's the fine line as a coach. you got to always take uh, take into account. How have you done that in the past, or how do you anticipate doing that? Is you're kind of not wanting to overload anybody, touch counts, that type of stuff? Uh, you're always keeping track in fall camp. You're keeping track of what you're doing in, in season, obviously. And just so... Everything for us comes back down to repetitions. You know, do you, can you practice it enough? Is it things he can handle and be consistent and execute at a high rate? And whenever you can't, you know, you probably need to adjust as, as a coach. That's with everybody. That's with everything. Um, so whatever we can execute at a high rate, that's that's what we'll keep doing. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Fishing recently, I think I saw a tweet. Or yeah. You answered the hunting fishing. How's that been from a lifestyle perspective? You mentioned the family transition. What's it been like for y'all? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Drive not even an hour from from where we live, and you're in the mountains and you're fly fishing in a river. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think one of our coaches went and rafted with a few of our players over the summer. So you're just in a unique location, as we all know, if you live here, um, of, of what's accessible and the lakes and all that it's been unbelievable yeah we, we took full advantage in our time off uh up here around clemson for for about 10 days so it's just been good kind of piece by piece you know i mean it's almost like every day i kind of pick up maybe on something from a tradition standpoint but yeah i mean you can tell it's it's uh it's in deep roots around here that's for sure yeah, I don't know. It's pretty intriguing. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm all for creativity and kind of thinking out of the box and all those things. So th those guys are the kings of it. For the fridge, Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nah, we're jumbo package. Yep, jumbo package, all of it. Yeah, I mean, we're. We'll definitely, I think, have some pieces where we can get creative if we want to. I don't know. We're going to have to have an audition. I've had about five guys already come up to me wanting to be in it, so we may have to have an audition here in fall camp. <laughs> um, I would say it's not like I fish all the time, but I would say if I had to choose, probably more of a trout fisherman. You know, I'm kind of into the fly fishing right now and all that, so that's kind of that's kind of my kick right now. No, I grew up in Muleshoe, Texas. There's no water. <laughs> so yeah, the, this this whole lake thing and and uh, fishing and all that is 
something that I didn't do a whole lot of growing up. Um, so I'm taking advantage now. Obviously, these guys just know Clemson and know know the program, know what it means to be here and go to school here, play here, all those things. And so, you know, those guys have helped me and maybe kind of just accelerating me fitting into kind of what goes on here and just our process and Coach Sweeney and everything he believes in, just all of that. And so you can tell it's a, it's a tight group. Everybody has known everyone forever. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the total outcast that way. But, uh, oh, yeah, no, they've been unbelievable. They, they've truly been uh, unreal for, for our family, for sure. Do you see a connection kind of on a different level that they're able to have or a buy-in from the players? Because, like, these guys know it. They were here. They clearly helped build this facility. Yeah, I mean, you just compare it to other programs. It's just the continuity factor. I mean, that's the bottom line. There's continuity here, and there has been for a long time, and, that's just not the case really anywhere else, you know, from a, from a football staff standpoint. I mean, that just doesn't happen anymore. So that's the bottom line of where, you know, we're, we're definitely different here. Has that been a transition for you, Garrett, in the sense that Clemson is not for everybody and everybody's not for Clemson? You know, that you, you have to recruit the right guy, you know, not maybe somebody who's, like, overly invested in NIL or transfer portal or other issues like that today? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, different from places I've been and just some different thought processes, but that's what that's what makes it cool as a coach and you come into different situations and different experiences is now I get to kind of see how other people do it and how, you know, how Clemson has had sustained success for so long. And so that's, that's part of, you know, kind of a growing perspective for me. I just think there always is. I mean, no matter what you did last year and, and no matter what you did in spring football, I mean, you got to come out and you got to be able to do that in fall camp where we have enough confidence in you to, to move forward and continue to give you reps. And that's just how it always goes. Um, everybody in here has seen starters that started the first game and then they get pulled <laughs> at halftime or whatever. I mean, it's just that's the nature of the beast. So I think they always know that there's, there's always competition in that room. Um, talking to him on the phone was really our first interaction a few times early on in his recruitment. Um, kind of just the same kid he is now, you know, thinking back to it. But I never really got to be around him too much in person. Um, but certainly remember seeing him. Their high school was on TV a fair amount, especially in the playoffs down there in Texas. And so was always kind of able to watch him in, in their playoff run at Westlake. But um, he's just an impressive steady kid you know and he's he's a guy that's been brought up with a really good family and um you know i don't think he's probably changed just a whole lot probably in their eyes for sure when you're coming in new and taking over an offense just how do you approach kind of establishing a relationship with a quarterback like that just being who i am i guess i don't know i don't know if that's maybe the right thing i guess it is the right thing but (laughs) i don't know if that's the best um but yeah just just building trust with them in the meeting room on the field and then certainly you got to do some things outside of football where you're just just being a mentor for them you know and just being someone they can trust outside of x's and o's talk and i always think that's important especially with that position and you know hopefully trying to show them how to lead other guys on their team you know i think it's always important um and so our group our quarterback room is easy to do that with it's a lot of really good guys in there some guys that have been in college football for a number of years now so I kind of like some of the older guys we have and then some of the younger guys I think it's a good mix we have from a 
personality standpoint in that room. You've been around some really good college quarterbacks before, but maybe not the guys who had the supposed to be a future first-round pick or whatever. Is, is Kate different, or do you see just in terms of what he brings to the table, can be a different level of his talent ability? There's no question he has an elite skill set. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, each, each quarterback's different, but there's no doubt, you know, denying his talent level and I think his competitiveness and his want to is, is, is elite as well, you know. And so you put all those things together and you give a guy some confidence and put him in position to be successful, you know, the sky's the limit for him. There's no, no doubt about it. How are you and your brother Lincoln similar in terms of your coaching and how much of maybe of an influence has he been with you? He has spent a year, uh, you know, spent two years coaching with them together at East Carolina. And so that was early on in my coaching career and just being exposed to how we did things there at ECU and having some success definitely, you know, is, is a part of who I am as a coach now. Um, but, yeah, I would say probably more similarities than differences. Um, you know, with what we do and how you coach, what you believe in, how you practice – how you carry yourself, I mean, just all those things. I, I would say we're probably more similar than not. How will this offense define success moving forward? How what? How will this offense define success moving forward? Um, score more than they do, you know. I mean, what, whatever it takes. I, I, I don't want to be labeled as we're just going to go ultra fast and that's it. Um, I want to dictate tempo and we want to – be explosive, but we also want to be methodical and shove it down people's throats at times. And so I just hope that we're going to be versatile that way and have a mentality where we can do that and take over games, whatever's required. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Did you get to know Shane Beamer a little bit when he was on your roster? Not really. I've, I've kind of just met him or seen him briefly a couple times, but I really haven't been around Shane too much now. No. Saw him at the uh, high school, South Carolina High School Association, several months ago. But, yeah, I haven't, haven't really been around him too much. Dabo's been very resistant to transfer for the Well, I just think you got to apply it to – to what your needs are and what's going to best fit your team. And so Clemson's situation is going to be different than a lot of other colleges, you know, in their situations. Um, our situation here is much different than a team that just got a new head coach and just had 20 players leave. And so, you know, you just got to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt just because we are in such a unique kind of situation and circumstances here, um, you know, but I think you, you obviously got to adjust and apply it whenever you, you kind of need it. You know, if you need it to help your team, then, you know, hopefully you can utilize it. Yeah, he's going to start out as receiver, um, and then we're certainly going to cross-train him a little bit at DB and just kind of see – as fall camp goes, kind of where, maybe where he's going to help our team um, the earliest, you know, what's going to be most beneficial for our team. So, yeah, I, th- I love it. I've been around a few guys that have kind of done that before, but I, I'm all about it. Uh, team? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. I would say just kind of being in space and being a creator. Um, he's kind of one of those guys, and I think – Watching his tape and the little I've been around him, um, you know, he just strikes me as kind of a fearless type of guy, you know. And so, you know, I, I think that's a, obviously a great combination for a guy you're trying to get the ball to. One more question. One more. All right, I'll ask that's a good question. Um, I think my belief, to answer your question, I think it's you got to do, you got to present it in a way that you're not going to take away from the player that he is, right? And so, you know, extreme example is Brett Favre. You don't want to take away what, who Brett Favre was because he was Brett Favre. And so, 
I just think you got to be good in meetings and coaching opportunities on the field, um, coaching opportunities from games of just trying to find that fine line or that balance where they can hone it in when they need to and they understand that, but you also don't take away from who they are. You know, I think that's just kind of the fun job that we have as coaches, right? You know, but that's a, to me, that's a good problem to have as a quarterback coach. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. A lot of interesting nuggets in there from both uh, Coach Riley and Coach Wes Goodwin. And tomorrow we plan on having more. Uh, We normally do these once a week, but we're going to make an exception and do a second one from these coaches' interviews on Friday. So stay tuned for that. Appreciate the support of all our sponsors for helping make this happen. And most of all, thanks to you for listening to it happen. Cheers.